This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome once again to another episode of Strange Planet, and thank you as always for sticking me in your ear. Get a load of these headlines. Texas elementary school teacher Wendy Doohan reportedly met her alleged killer on a dating app just a week before she was shot to death. Woman dies after being shot by man she met on a dating app. That was in April of 2022. Woman who flew 3,000 miles for online date killed by the man she got to know online. Houston area teacher met man on dating app one week uh, before allegedly shot and killed. Uh, I mean, I could go on, but it's, uh, we only have 45 minutes. The point is, this is a serious development that goes in hand in hand with the emergence of social media. And there's a, a brand new podcast debuting very, very soon. It's called, I Met My Murderer Online. And uh, we're going to talk to two of the principals and talk about the real dangers of social media and online dating that, again, have been uh, captured menacingly in this true crime podcast. I Met My Murderer online, launching June the 5th. And uh, Courtney Bell and Jillian Lee Garner are here in the podcast. They're joined by investigators, criminal psychologists, uh, victims' family members, and they explore, again, the warning signs, red flags, and tragic consequences of true, deadly online encounters Jillian and Courtney, welcome to Strange Planet. How are you? Doing Great. good, Thank Richard. Thank you so much for having us. My pleasure. We're excited to talk about it. Well, it's a great concept. I mean, it's a tragic uh, story, but uh, I mean, I think you're doing a tremendous service here. People need to understand. Let me just uh, tell my listeners about um, both of you. Jillian Lee Garner is an L.A. native, an actor, graduated from the University of Michigan's BFA acting program and has worked on various productions in independent films, television and web series, including a role as Valerie in the YouTube series Rabbit. 
She has experience in the podcast industry with interests including traveling, being a dog mom, and enjoying reality TV. Courtney Bell is a lover of naps, cats, and Coca-Cola. Courtney <laughs> plays a pivotal recurring role in ABC series Alaska Daily, created by Academy Award winner Tom McCarthy, opposite Academy Award winner Hilary Swank. She's a graduate of University of Michigan's BFA acting program and BA film program and co-creator of the podcast Get Wrecked. Again, uh, Courtney and uh, Jillian, welcome. Either of you jump in at any time. I'm not going to direct any specific question to either of you, just whoever wants to take the ball and run with it. But do you have any kind of data or statistics on how serious a problem this is where people are being murdered by people they've met online? Oh, yeah. Yeah, about um, 100 murders a year come from dating apps, our research has shown, and about sexual assaults, sexual assaults linked to dating apps uh, have grown sixfold in the last five years. Mm -hmm. um, and the University of South Carolina actually did a study that reported over 3,000 sexual assaults and nine murders that were just linked to Uber rides from 2014 to 2018. So it's just, it feels constant. Um, and that's exactly why we need to talk about these precautions and red flags because these things can happen to Courtney and I, they can happen to you, our family, friends. Um, and it's just so important to keep in mind how to be as safe as possible. Right, uh, and you mentioned Uber. So again, these are not necessarily just dating apps. Uh, mm -hmm. These are any 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 platform online that would conceivably bring people together. So, for example, uh, do you have Kijiji uh, in the U.S. or you, you have you have Craigslist? Craigslist, uh, yes. There have been notable uh, cases in the news up here, for example, where someone lured someone to their death by you know offering something up for sale on Craigslist or Kijiji, yeah. and of course the person goes uh, you know to 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 make the transaction and uh, they're murdered. So yeah. uh, not specifically uh, dating apps. So tell me about the types of the, the experts. You talk with investigators, but also the criminal psychologists. What are the criminal psychologists telling you about um, the mindset, I guess, of these people that are using online platforms to lure people you know, into their clutches? Do they have a profile of these people? Yes, I, I, you know, I think as the time goes on with the podcast and the more that we dive into these cases, the criminal psychologists are individual to the specific cases themselves, um, as well as the law enforcement in the law enforcement. And so they're gathering the information of more specifically um, how these cases are happening and what can be tracked. And I, to us, that's really important. Our story that they don't necessarily go into the detail of the minds of these killers we don't want to take the time to focus on why they are doing what they're doing and where it comes from as much as they focus more so on the psychology of what is happening to these victims that lead us to be in these positions which also very much normalizes the fact that it can happen to anyone it's not just somebody who is susceptible to but for example one of our cases cynthia hoffman was murdered after uh her murderer was uh, spoke to somebody on Craigslist who offered to give them $9 million to kill one of her friends. And in that case, she then murdered Cynthia Hoffman. And so in a case like that, we are we dive into what leads somebody to want to do that 
and how they can find that interaction, going to that interaction rather than focusing on the person who put out that offer on Craigslist. Right, right. Yeah. And in cases like Pop Smoke, um, Bashar Jackson, he was killed by a group of gang members in Los Angeles. So it they were actually, it was four kids, like 15, 16, 18, and 19 year olds. So with Courtney saying that the psychologist it's very specific to the case. In um, the case of Bashar Jackson, those children had to do this because of um, gang affiliation. And children of gangs are usually the ones to go through with murders or very big cases like this because they would receive less of a sentence. Um, right, and this is their initiation into the gang. Exactly. Claiming, go and kill. Bashar Jackson. Yeah. So a psychologist for that case would probably say, well, this is survival. They felt that they had to, they, it it was probably life and death for them as well. Um, So it's very specific. And and, in this case, it was, um, I guess, a a social media post that he made, Bashar Jackson made that gave his location. Yes, uh, he was on a vacation in Los Angeles. He's usually in Brooklyn. So his home gang, uh, I believe it's the Wu gang in Brooklyn, were not around and his guard was down. And he was going on a shopping spree with his friend Mike D and he was buying all these luxury goods and posting them on his Instagram story. And Pop Smoke would go live a lot um, so it was in real time, people being able to place him, know exactly what he was buying, know exactly what was on his person, including his chain, which they um, shot him for in the shower. And it just goes to say, if you're posting in real time, if you're posting everything that you have, who wouldn't, like, why wouldn't someone go out and try to take that if if they, if they feel that? it's all they can do. And you'll notice Courtney and I, we both don't have anything in our backgrounds. It's, it's kind of second nature to us now where publicly, uh, I don't want to post what artwork I have on my wall. I don't want to post what items I have in my room. If I have any collectors, Mm -hmm. even expensive perfumes, like you just don't know who is watching. Yeah. Excellent point. Uh, and this is the uh, the subject. This pop smoke episode is the uh, the debut episode happening yes. June the fifth. Um, so again, um, it's not just a dating app. It's not uh, Uber. It's it's social media that is giving away inadvertently giving away information, uh, making it very easy. You know, we had you know before the advent of the internet and so forth. Um, you know, murderers had to actually you know stalk their prey and 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 you know, drive around looking for someone and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're just like, we're, you know, the victims are being delivered on a silver platter to people with very evil intent. Yeah. In the case of Janae Gagnier, who started OnlyFans, and she had a complete identity on her social media. To her friends and family, she was Janae. To Instagram and OnlyFans, she was Mercedes Moore. And that whole ego was about luxury. And I don't know if you know what, how OnlyFans works, but in order for someone to 
interact with the person they're subscribing to, you have to pay. So every single interaction, every time someone chats you, um, it's a transaction. And sadly, obsession happens. And people think that this connection, because we're speaking in real time, and because you we're, we're communicating, we're creating a relationship, they don't keep in mind that this is someone's job. This is how someone is paying for her whole life is by talking to these people. Right. Um, so in her case, um, she was 33 and her murderer offered to send her a gift. So that's how we got her address. And he broke into her home, strangled her to death, and then stayed there the rest of the day and wrote on the wall things like, I should have, I shouldn't have come here. Um, I was used for money. Um, I'm sorry to the community and, and to her family. Like just, he was so overwhelmed by, you know, killing her um, while also being sort of obsessively in love with her that he had so much remorse that he killed himself on her bed the next day. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I, <clears throat> I was just going to say, I think the reason why we are so uh, compelled to talk about these cases is simply just, this is something that is all that we've had to grow up with. Like mm -hmm. we probably, you know, we are around high school when not only social media, but Uber and um, not to say that Craigslist wasn't popular before, but Facebook Marketplace, like all of these things keep popping up around the time that we are becoming independent young women. So mm -hmm. it's not just this show to us is not just, oh, we're just fascinated by these like awful deaths that have happened to people and we can't look away from it. No, it's a matter of this is so relatable to the only experience that we've ever had. And the more that we can talk to the audience is if like, listen to us, we're your friends. We are not saying this to scare you. We are not telling these stories just because we think they're fascinating. We're telling these stories so you can see this is what happens on a consistent basis. And we can give our own personal insight of this is what has happened to our friends. This is a situation that was so similar that happened to a friend, except in that particular case, maybe we got lucky and we were able to know that we were down the street and we could come pick up our girlfriend, you know, from that dinner or date that she was at that was going awry. Or we knew like, you know, come with me because I'm picking up this uh, Pilates machine off Facebook Marketplace. And the only time they offered me was 8 p.m., right? So we knew like, go pick up your friend. But I also know I I've been in a situation where I, I needed a bed frame. It was very fast. The turnaround, they were like, if you don't take it, somebody else is going to take it. And I need you to take it between 4 and 7 p.m. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem like an irresponsible decision to just go out there, go get it. It's daytime. I have this person's information. I can track them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then you show up and they're still not real. Like that has happened to me personally. I arrive and the whole entire thing was set up and fake. Well, thank God nothing happened to me. But it's mm -hmm. like why I what something that really upsets me is you read cases like this, and I think it's so interesting for people who are, I guess, above the age of millennials, even sometimes people in our generation to immediately think, well, that person was being irresponsible. That person mm -hmm. didn't think about, you know, the repercussions of what could have happened. And that's just not true. This is just the way that we exist today. And there we still haven't learned the, you know, the best ways to keep ourselves safe. 
Right, right. Absolutely. It's, it's just taken for granted. Yes, as you say, it's just it's like it's become the air that we breathe. Uh, yes, I vividly remember the first time I got in an Uber and was like, oh, I have to send a screenshot of this Uber profile to my friends. I am actually mm -hmm. legitimately scared. Wow. And it was, I was 18. I was just going to a friend's house in college. I just had to Uber because it was raining because we were in Michigan. And <laughs> I remember this big pickup truck came up right in front of my dorm. And I was like, okay. And so I went to the back door as you would in an Uber, like a taxi, you get in the back. Um, the man locked it and then looked at me from the front and patted the front seat. Whoa. And oh, I had, and I'm 18. So you don't think, oh, I'm not getting in this Uber. It's probably one of the first five Ubers I had ever called in my life. Mm -hmm. And I got in and immediately sent a screenshot to my friends who I was arriving to. And I was like, I'm supposed to be there in 10 minutes. If I'm there one minute late, like if, if it's one minute later than 10 minutes, this man took me, this is the profile, please call the police. And, and I've had to do that probably more times than I can count since then, because it's just mm -hmm. become second nature. Well, that's the new reality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, um, I'm sure there also have been Uber drivers who have been lured to their death. Uh, you know, it can work the other way as well. There have. Yes, there yeah. have. I have even asked female, specifically female drivers, um, you know, what's, what's the worst thing that's happened? And I have had horror stories told to me of like, oh, someone reached behind me and started strangling me. Just, or just said the worst crudest things to me thinking that I wasn't recording or something like that. And that's another thing. Uber drivers should have an in facing camera should be recording what's going on inside of the car in case of cases like that. Courtney Bell and Jillian Lee Garner are the uh, co-hosts of a true crime podcast. I met my murderer online launching June 5th, 2023 back with more of our conversation right after these. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Follow Richard on Twitter at Richard Serrett. For show information, visit the website strangeplanet.ca. All right. We're talking about uh, a new true crime podcast. I Met My Murderer Online. Courtney Bell and Jillian Lee Garner are here. Uh, so you interview 
criminal psychologists, investigators, the victims' families, but you also, at least in one case, interviewed a murderer uh, from his prison cell. Tell us about that episode. Yes, um, and before we tell you about that episode, I just want to compliment, I love your introduction, where it says Studio Beneath the Stairs. I thought that was very buzzy. <laughs> great. How can, we, how can we take that? Mike, Mike um, call me Harry Potter because I'm, behind, I'm beneath the stairs. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's very fitting. Um, but we, so in the first episode of the first season, so this is actually our second season, uh, we interviewed a man named Aubrey Trail, and he was, uh, he was a murderer. And what, this is a touchy subject for us. And we do, we are, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about it. Um, he has since, through our producers, been invited to be a uh, career criminal reference for our future episodes when applicable in the second season. Um, he is not brought on to talk about his past experience. We're not delving into the, you know, his mind or what led him to get there. Um, we want to do this so we can make people more vigilant about their own safety. As in, he gives reference to, you know, if I'm breaking into someone's home, what am I looking for? How do I mark up the house to let the other people who I'm working with know this is a good door to go into? This is not. If you can see cameras here, this window is open. Just little things that you wouldn't even think that you should need to check before you go to bed. He's giving you the breakdown of what he's looking for so you know to look out for it so you can stop it. Um, and I'll pass over to Jillian if you feel that there's something I've missed. But again, um, it's not for us. It's not a matter of focusing on Aubrey as much as it's keeping our audience safe. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely an attempt to continue to give that full 360 degree perspective of the case. Yes. And in cases where we don't have the murderer to ask and we were kind of approached with this idea similar to i guess i guess the best way we can describe it is silence of the lambs mm. where hannibal is brought in um just to give insight into what buffalo mm. bill might be doing and what he's up to and aubrey you know he's serving life in nebraska currently mm -hmm. there's no chance of him getting out he gets no benefits from doing this it is just an attempt to fully give the story that we feel like the victim deserves to be told mm -hmm. um, so yeah um it, it, go ahead his experience ranges it's not just murder the other reason why we reached out to him is because he has done things from armed robbery to online scams so again um we are focusing not on how he has decided to put together to murder his victims, but the steps that are in place before that. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. He's a self-proclaimed career criminal. So he's like, I've been doing everything from theft to murder since I was like in his teens, basically it's all he's been doing. It's all he knows. What are some of the, um, the red flags then? Uh, for someone who's using, let's say, social media, that you you may, if you're not careful, you know, fall victim to one of these killers using social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, don't let a stranger pick you up anymore. 
I know that that was a big thing. Um, our parents were like, oh, I'm going to pick you up and then take you to the movies or something. Mm -hmm. That does not happen in this generation anymore. Um, if, if someone's unwilling to meet you in a public place, that's yeah. a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. why, why can't we meet at a bar or a coffee shop when we first meet, especially? Um, don't go to a second place. That's usually a good rule of thumb. Uh, basic tips, just don't share your location, especially in real time. Mm -hmm. um, if you're leaving your home, if you're going on vacation, don't say that your home is left on. Don't, don't even post right. about your vacation while you're there, even though I know in this day and age, we like to overshare. And if you're an influencer, audiences ask for apartment tours and home tours and closet tours. And that is hugely trending on YouTube and TikTok. Mm -hmm. And it's just not wise. It's just not smart to be like, this is my entire home where I live. This is everything mm -hmm. I own. And I live in Los Angeles and I go to this coffee shop every day. That's the other thing. Don't post the outside of your home. Don't mm -hmm. post your car. Don't post, if you go to the same coffee shop to write every week, don't post it because people will note that and note where you are and track your location. Um, yeah, Courtney, you wanted to add anything? Yes. In addition to that, I think, um, you know, some of those things, I think over time, you know, over the last, what, 15 years that we've really been focusing on um, apps in this way as they've grown and developed, maybe they shadows. Yes, of course, those are not things that you should do, you know, that you've learned over time. But I, the things that frighten me are even when you do all of those things, there are little things that you really have to start looking for. Like, for example, when you're uh, posting an image on Instagram, even if you're posting it later, sometimes images on your phone are uh, geo-tracked, which is, you know, the fancy way of saying even when you take the photo, if you did not ask for it, the photo has a location tracked to it. And so when you post that image online, someone actually can click that image and find out where that image was located um, or where the image was taken. And so somebody can, even if you make all of, if, if I were to take a photo of where I'm at right now in front of this white background, mm -hmm. if I did not know that it, the location option was turned off on my phone, if it was turned on, and then I would post that online, someone can track it. Knowing that when you um, make an account on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter, all of these sites, every once in a while when they do a new update, there is a way that they can readjust some of your privacy settings. So what you might have thought that you set as private or you have turned off sharing your location or any of your personal information, it can turn on. So little things like being hyper vigilant and making sure that you go back in and make sure those options are turned off. Um, you know, it's not that technology has a mind of its own, but these are things that we're still learning and growing with as you're getting all of these so software updates. So we don't mm -hmm. say these things to scare you as much as you just have to, you know, keep a lookout and make sure you have those options off. Yeah. And a good rule of thumb just before every post is, can anyone find me from this post? And is there a street? Is there any sign, any address? And secondly, is there any personal information that puts me in danger? And just taking mm -hmm. those 10 extra seconds to look at, whatever picture or story you're about to post could literally save your life is basically what we're trying to tell people through this podcast. Mm -hmm. I've actually seen people posting, you probably have to, 
um, you know, that they're going on vacation for two weeks, you know, an, an open invitation. Our house is going to be exactly <laughs> two weeks while yeah. we're off in the Bahamas or, or someplace. And also yeah. tragic, but true. Someone actually uh, won the lottery and uh, they posed with a picture holding their winning lottery ticket in their hand with the numbers. Clear oh. Mm. oh my gosh. No. Can the, uh, can investigators or are, are there cases where investigators are using the same tools to catch the, uh, the killers? Uh, when you say tools. Oh, the same, like, um, turning the tables on the killer and using the same social uh, media or, or the same dating apps or whatever to, to try and apprehend the, uh, the criminals. Uh, yeah, yes. definitely. Courtney, um, you go first. <laughs> even, well, in the case that, uh, in Cynthia's case, even the way that they were doing some of the digging to find this, uh, the, the man who sent out the offer on Craigslist, what they were able to do is the phone number that he was using to contact the woman who ended up murdering Cynthia, the phone number he was using Although it was not tracked to him personally, he linked his phone number to his Facebook. So although, you know, these murderers are able to use sometimes to find us because our numbers are on Facebook, uh, law enforcement was able to use it actually against him to find him because he must have not realized that when he made his page, he had posted his phone number. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And in, and in the case of Pop Smoke, they actually tracked that his killers searched online the exact items that they stole. So mm, <laughs> it's kind of like brilliant. incriminating yourself a bit. I would say, yes. I would. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another time out awaits. We're discussing the uh, True Crime Podcast. I Met My Murderer Online, launching June the 5th, 2023, wherever you find your uh, favorite podcasts. Courtney Bell, Jillian Lee Garner, stay with us. Uh, back with more right after these. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. We're now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return your seats and food trays to their upright position and make sure your carry-on luggage is safely stowed. You're about to leave everything you know behind. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Strange Planet. So great. I met my murderer online, launching uh, June the 5th, 2023. This always creeps me out. Um, where I'm talking to, let's say my wife, and this act, this is a, an actual case. So I want to get a jukebox. Uh, okay. I like vinyl. Who doesn't? So, so uh, yeah, it's coming back, right? So I thought yeah. it would be really cool to have an actual jukebox in my studio here, and I could fill it with the 45s of my favorite music. So we were just talking about this. I wasn't looking online, and then all of a sudden on my Instagram feed, all of these jukebox ads start popping up. So, you know, like the phone is listening, right? Yes. But you have a pixel tracking you. Amazing. So yeah. people just are, 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 are people with criminal intent, murderers, let's say, are they able to take that, let's say, track your Google searches so they can find out more about you? That may give them some tips as to, I don't know, maybe the things that you're interested in, and then maybe they turn that around, and in a in a sort in a dating app, they you know they can feed that stuff back to you, and you say, "Wow, this is my soulmate." 
Yeah, I mean, the scary thing is there's so much technology out there and people who are hackers are are capable of things that we're like Courtney and I probably aren't even like a hundred percent. But you also don't even need the hacking. And that's, That's I think the scariest thing about it. My entire Instagram tells you everything that you could ever know about me. And I don't even use social media that much. All you have to do is is look at my Instagram page, maybe go through my Facebook so you can see what kind of musicals I liked when I was in the eighth grade. And then all of a sudden you have something to bond over. I mean, even I gave you, you know, a a list at the beginning that says the things that I I like Coca-Cola and I like to take naps. If somebody just puts that in their hinge vial, then all of a sudden I'm clicking their page. And I, you know, the, the hacking, I think part of what makes it scary is that the hacking is not even as necessary anymore. Because that's we such a good put point. it out there in the open. Yeah, that's such a good point, Coco. And that reminded me of the Sydney Louvre case where she was tweeting basically yeah. how <clears throat> sad she was. But also she was a teenager. So a teenager isn't posting about how sad they are. Mm-hmm. So is she wrong for doing that? I right. don't believe so. And But, you know, people found her platform, saw that she was sad and alone and she was also exploring her sexuality. So she was going on Tinder yes. and was looking for females, which is a whole other box we could get into where people are exploring their sexuality. And a lot of the time when you're in a close group of people or you're in a community that's kind of set in stone or very small, your only way of exploration is to go online and to find a community. And so when you're you don't yeah. know any girls that yeah. are it may be sexually curious as well so mm-hmm. you go on tinder and you explain like i'm people call it I'm, I'm a baby gay and i'm you know i'm trying to explore my sexuality discover who i am and a lot of people are open to that um and sadly a lot of people take advantage of that and in sydney's case she was 100 taken advantage of and this girl that she trusted and formed a connection with was actually working for Aubrey and was a part of his quote-unquote sex coven and it ultimately led to her death tragic tragic one of the episodes called Cynthia uh deals with a a girl living in Anchorage she has a learning disability (laughs) and um I believe she's basically executed by her own friends, but the whole thing was orchestrated by someone online, like in a different part of the country. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, that was the case that I mentioned earlier where um, a sex offender by the name of Darren reached out uh, to a woman named Denali, and Denali uh, was a a young woman as well. And when he posted this article, or not this article, this post on Craigslist, he said that he had uh, had a, you know, he catfished. So he had a fake identity. He said that he had $9 million. And if they agreed to murder somebody and just take a photo of it, just anyone, just take a photo of the murder that he would give them $9 million. So it actually wasn't Denali who ended up murdering um, Cynthia. Denali reached out to a couple of other people to see if uh, they could assist. And a man by the name of Caden ended up going with uh, Denali and Denali and Caden brought Cynthia out into the woods saying that they were going to go on a hike together. You know, they get to the top of the mountain. They say that they're playing a game and they tie her up. And then Cynthia began to panic, or at least this is what they claim, that Cynthia began to panic. So they untied her, but they were afraid that she was going to call the cops. 
So Caden ended up shooting her in the back of the head. And then while she was tied up, they dropped her into the river. Now, I mean, that is where when you listen to our show and they dive deeper into the uh, the <clears throat> the deeper ex- explanations from the criminal criminal psychologist or law enforcement or police officers or family members, um, you know, they dive deeper into what could have led Denali or, you know, into making a decision like that of like, how how does that happen to a person who is why would you choose to do this with that amount of money? to a person who is supposed to be your alleged friend. Um, But I think the thing that is still just really scary is that you can make these posts and you can pry on young people to make clearly really immature and terrifying decisions. And again, um, you know, our focus is that we want to focus on Cynthia and what happened to her and her life and her family and that her story needs to be boosted. Um, And, you know, her legacy needs to be boosted, but there is still the piece where that is worth discussing um, of why in a moment of Denali claimed to be in fear, did she not protect Cynthia from Caden who decided to make this decision? Because Caden is a person who had a criminal record already. Denali did not. She just found herself on Craigslist and agreed to a absolutely disgusting decision. Well, these disgusting decisions, um, I mean, that, that opens up a whole other Pandora's box about the effect of, of social media on mm. developing minds. Um, you know, <clears throat> so many studies now coming out about uh, TikTok brain and, and uh, uh, how social media and the act of scrolling endlessly is, oh God, is, yeah. is delaying cognitive development and emotional uh, development and, and, uh, and all the rest. You know, we really need to have a, uh, a national conversation about, you know, where we, where we're going to go with social media and, and what the, um, what the boundary, we need to start establishing some boundaries, particularly with young people, you know, they just have unfettered access to it 24 seven in classroom, even, um, it's, uh, we could lose a generation. We are, I fear losing a generation. Yeah. And, and it, it's hard because I don't believe social media is a big angry monster. I do see a, so much beauty in it. The fact that I'm able to stay connected to my friends in Egypt and London and that I don't feel like I'm missing out on any part of their life because I'm very much, you know, in the loop. I just think we need to have a national conversation about the responsibility of especially ch- child safety. Because the fact that a 13-year-old can create an Instagram profile and within five minutes of it being live can get messages from middle-aged men telling them how beautiful they are. Mm -hmm. So then it's the conversation with those children of explaining to them why this isn't okay. like, And not just being like, oh my gosh, you got these messages, you're blocked, you can't go on social media at all. Mm -hmm. That's not going to help either. And saying, oh, that's disgusting. That's not going to help either. Talking to them, being like, what do you think they're trying to do with this message? Like, why do you think they're this man who doesn't know you and is not in the state with you? Why does he need to message you? So really having those conversations. And and yeah, I think there's a huge responsibility that our nation needs to take on in just a broader safety it's uh, Aubrey Mm -hmm. Aubrey trail um our career criminal 
he described the internet as a shopping mall mm-hmm. for predators. Mm-hmm. And that thought of a shopping mall walking in yeah. anything you could possibly want to have mm-hmm. is at your disposal is terrifying at all times. Um, but that is, you know, I, Julie and I have this slightly opposing opinions, if you will, about social media, just because when I think about the shopping mall, it's like, you never want to blame the victim because it, it does not matter. It does not matter what you post on any kind of social media outlet. It doesn't matter if you're looking for love. It doesn't matter if you make what somebody might consider an irresponsible decision. Nobody deserves to be a victim to anything. Point blank, period. That's not even a conversation. But I, um, not but, and what I do find startling is just the fact that we are able to post so many things in our lives that we can claim to be proud of or excited about. And like, for example, pop smoke of there is this, you know, in order to be successful, you can't just be successful. Your work can't just show for itself anymore. You have to be able to make sure that you can carry a social media following. It's like, even with our careers as actors, it's like, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you can't show that you can pull an audience specifically through a social media outlet, there is definitely a question of like, do you have that quote unquote star power? And it's like, well, what do you mean? Because star power has existed for however many years, not just star power, I mean, politics. Like, you, like yeah. how do you talk to people? How do you connect to people? Are you good at your job is what it should be about. But if we all feel like we need to post our highlight reel and make ourselves successful, you have all these other people who are online who sit around all day, not seeing all of your internal struggles, not seeing what you're dealing with. They're only seeing what you quote unquote have and what they don't. And that's what makes people angry. And then once makes people want to cry, but it's just this consistent circle because half the time people are posting, they don't even want to. They even, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's so how great. they make a living. That's right. It, exactly. They, like they well, have to share every day. Exactly. And you know, it can be beautiful to be able to find love online or as Jillian was saying, if you're looking for people who are um, your type or, you know, people who are not necessarily like, in your area that you're looking for. It's so great that you can expand out. Like things like that are really what make it special. But then all of a sudden you have to post the best photo of you online to make yourself most enticing rather than just showing who you really are. And it's just easier to get scammed that way. Yeah. And in the case of Janae, her family discovered her death because she didn't post that day. And they were like, that's weird. That's crazy that she didn't post, that she always Mm -hmm. has to post. And so her dad stormed into her home and found her dead. You know, I just shudder to think, um, I mean, as bad as it is, imagine if social media had been around during the time of John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, Charlie Manson. Imagine what Mm. Charlie Manson would have done, uh, that manipulative mind of his, what he could have done with social media. It's uh, scary to think. I met my murderer online uh, 10 episodes, and it all begins uh, June 5th, 2023, wherever you find your uh, favorite podcasts. Courtney Bell, Jillian Lee Garner, co-hosts. Thank you so much for this. I learned a lot. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much us. for bringing us on, Richard. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe at strangeplanetpodcast.com.